friends. Welcome to another um, not quite episode of Unboxing God. See, we had every intention of publishing episode 11 today, a show all about sex and gender and sexuality. And we planned to explore how various faiths view gender, even influence self-expression based on expectations. However, that is not what this is. Now, I could rattle off a huge list of reasons, but I'll just share the highlights. It was over 109 degrees inside of my apartment at 8.30 p.m. this week. So unless I turn off all 12 of our fans, yes, I live in Los Angeles without air conditioning, and close all of the windows, this is what you'd hear. Yeah, so recording like this is probably not such a great idea for me or for you. <laughs> Plan B, Cassidy. Well, progress, not perfection, is what I have to say about that, McCall. So instead, you're going to hear some clips today from interviews we've done over the last couple of weeks regarding sex, gender, faith, etc., now, these are all guests you're going to be hearing from in the upcoming weeks, not likely these particular clips. The myth of Genesis is not a myth like a fake legend, but it's to portray a deeper truth. But we figured we'd wet your Labor Day whistle and ease our perfectionist shame of not offering up a full episode. Oh man, we have interviewed so many amazing people here lately. You know, Allison the transition coach who just happens to be transfeminine talks with me about how spirituality and religion have played a part in her life through transition, which is so interesting to hear. Because I'm a very positive person. I like to work with people where they're at right now and where they want to go. So that's the aspirational quality about coaching. We also have Michelle, who's another trans woman, and she has some incredible things to say about depression and sobriety and how that's played a part in her life. If I'm speaking hurriedly, I'll refer to it as a bar mitzvah, which was true when I was 13, because I didn't know yet that I'm trans or non-binary for that matter. I didn't have those words in my vocabulary. I refer to it as a b'nai mitzvah today in the same way that I use they, them for my pronouns. I am comfortable answering to she, her. I'm more comfortable answering to they, them. Uh, anyway, that temple, though, was much more conservative than anything that I'd been used to before. And it was not orthodox. We did not have the curtains dividing the women from the men. It wasn't even binary in that sense. We also have a lovely interview with our Australian friend, Monique. And in fact, my father was more the introverted quiet and my mother was more the extroverted assertive. So I had a very much I know nothing of, of which you yeah. speak. No idea what that's like, Cassidy. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any idea what a introverted, softer man and aggressive, intense women? You're not no. talking about me and my husband. Nah, that's not right. Nor me and Kyle. No, not a chance. Nor oh, the three of us witches of fucking Eastwick. All of that to say that we have so many incredible people that we want you guys to hear. But unfortunately, we can't always squeeze every bit into the episodes for you. So we have something special planned. We're cleaning up all of those interviews and we want to 
offer them up to you so that you can hear the full discussions that we have. You know, McCall, maybe that's the perfect segue to announce Patreon. Mm, It is, Cassidy. Want to tell us what you're talking about? Yeah. So we're putting together something really special for all our supporters on Patreon. We're looking to create different tiers of membership, if you will. Right now, we've got two tiers set up. We've got a $3, like, basic, I think we'll probably call it our subscribers. What will they get, Cass? So the basic subscriber will get an email list or a newsletter and the occasional behind-the-scene peek. Plus, if you've been supporting us for three or more months, you'll get a shout-out in the new season. And then we have an all-access contributor level for $12 a month. If you contribute at a $12 a month level, Cassidy, what are they going to get? Well, they'll get the email list plus invites to our monthly AMAs, that's Ask Me Anythings, where contributors will be able to present their own shit. Like quandaries? Like quandaries, like mindfucks. Struggles. Stumbling blocks. Stuff. Stuff to unbox with us, the team. You, me, and maybe even a special guest? Yeah, or two. We'll be able to reflect from our own experiences and perspectives, sharing knowledge, Knowledge, personal experience, tools of various programs, therapies, modalities. Plus, they'll also get ad-free RSS feeds. An RSS feed is a private link that you will get, and it's super easy to program into wherever you listen to podcasts. It gives you access to a special feed of Unboxing God, where you will not hear ads, and we will also be releasing lots of extra bonus special content. Like what? Well, we'll put up full interviews of every guest with very little edited from each interview. We'll have behind-the-scenes conversations between Cass and I, unboxing things and working out our own personal issues with certain topics. And what about the once a month recorded calls we talked about? You mentioned the Ask Me Anything calls. Cass, what's that What's that going to be about? Yeah, so the once a month AMAs are so that we can discuss issues so that guests can come on and let us help them unbox their own issues. So if I was a listener and I had issues with the idea of, let's say, eternal punishment, I could come on and tell you my issues, maybe even where they came from and my personal story. And then you, me, and a guest or two, perhaps, will talk about that topic from our own personal experience and knowledge base. Yeah. That sounds pretty rad. I'm down. (laughs) Sign me up. 12 bucks a month. I'm excited already. I'm in. (laughs) Okay, What about those Scrooge McDucks that happen to be listening right now that even during quarantine and the coronavirus and all the chaos are rolling in the ducats, like on their bed naked with dollar dollar bills, y'all? What if they want to spend more than $12 a month, Cass? They can absolutely spend more than $12 a month and they'll get everything that we just talked about and basically you name it. Like handwritten gratitudes. Oh, I'll mail it with a stamp. Do you know how long it's been? Do you know how long it's been (laughs) since I've been to a post office? (laughs) I can write a mean haiku, I think. (laughs) Maybe a page from my childhood journal. 
oh, I've got old uh, size 10 high heel boots, like some really nice ones that don't fit anymore. I'd mail you those. <laughs> we could write a funny little song just for you from us. Oh, can you paint, Cassidy? Maybe you could do a portrait. <laughs> Maybe it'd be even more fun if I do a portrait. <laughs> oh, Cassidy. Cassidy can catch your baby. Straight up. She is a doula. You'd only have to fly her to wherever you live and I guess be having a baby. Okay, well, we'll think about it, but at least we'll consider any reasonable request. Oh, and wait, there's more. If you become a supporter before season two, you will be offered a seat at the proverbial table. Steering committee? Mm, unboxing board? We'll come up with some sort of clever name. So as promised, to wet your Labor Day whistle, here's a little clip of McCall in an interview with brother Matthew Paul, who we had on the show a few weeks back. But now he's back to talk about the feminine divine and gender throughout biblical history. And I, I just have to say, if I had a gif or a gif for this entire interview, it would be gasp, gasp, gasp because I think it's life-changing, seriously. From the creation story and Eve eating the apple and then giving it to Adam, it feels a lot like Christianity or even God, if you stretch enough, blames women. I can see how that would be a very uh, prevalent idea throughout history, especially. I think a lot of it has to do with the way that the creation account in Genesis has been applied through history. So firstly, the original narratives would have been recounted by men for a primarily male dominant society. And there is no doubt that there has been an implicit misogyny throughout human history, especially in a male dominated system. And I think that often interpretations of scripture have reflected more of that than the scripture itself. But it's important to remember, too, that often the scriptures contain problematic attitudes that are not supposed to be read as God's attitude. So we have lots of stories of men and women in scripture behaving badly and a lot of silence at times on God's part. And it seems to be very troubling and problematic at times. So that interview with Brother Matthew Paul blew my mind. Dude, his whole life is about contemplation. He literally, his life is thinking about God. It, you know, he's convincing me that, you know, and okay, I got to say, I was baptized at six in a Southern Baptist church. By uh, nine, we left the church because things were falling apart at home. By 14, I was a staunch atheist and I was an atheist for 10 years at least. And then have slowly come back through agnosticism and through program and through yoga, uh, uh, yoga philosophy and stoicism. I've come back kind of full circle and have started to at least open up to a lot of these things. But I'm telling you, if somebody had told me the things that he said in that interview 20 years ago, life-changing. Like which things specifically? Just everything about Eve, about women being elevated as the divine, 
that uh, salvation comes through the feminine. Yes, that women are not actually being blamed for these things, that women are the divine. That we're that revered. We, that we are here as the first blow to evil. Do you know how powerful that is? Huge. We have begun to build a little community here with a handful of regular listeners and encouraging supporters. So we've got three or four more episodes planned for season one. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to take a short hiatus to regroup. And during that hiatus, we really want to tap into you for direction. Many ideas and options have been batted around. Yeah, we've talked about doing all kinds of things, but it really feel best to involve those of you that have been with us on this journey. Before we make any firm decisions. So if you are on this journey with me and Cass, hey. we appreciate you and we want to hear from you. How should they get a hold of us, Cass? There are so many ways. You can always email us at waldolovesme at gmail.com. They could come onto the Anchor app and record a small segment, right? If you go to the Unboxing God page on anchor.fm, there's an option to record up to a one-minute voicemail that goes directly to the show files and can be inserted very easily in future episodes. Plus, what are we planning for our very last episode, Cass? Listener share. What does that mean? It means anything that listeners want to talk about. Questions mantras that they love, favorite tools, prayers, favorite lyrics, something that inspires you, something we missed on the show, maybe. A book we should read or another podcast you love. Recommended guests in your life that you'd love to hear from. How about reflections based on topics we've unboxed here on the show? A favorite episode, perhaps? Were there any takeaways that you'll tuck into your toolbox that you discovered from the work that we've done this year? Any epiphanies? We want to hear about them. Mm-hmm. So, anchor.fm, leave us a one-minute voicemail or five one-minute voicemails or more one-minute voicemails. <laughs> Send us an email at waldolovesme at gmail.com. I think there's even a link on our website at unboxgodpod.com to get a hold of the team. So, in the continued spirit of whistle wedding, McCall and I had a phone call with our dear friend Monique this week, and she's from Australia, like I mentioned before, and she's Indian, and she was raised partially in the Hindu faith in Australia. In the interview, we asked her how being raised as Indian in Australia, partially in the Hindu faith, affected her, her gender and her femininity and her perspectives of those things. But in the following clip, McCall asks her, what blows her mind? Here's what she said. So for me, a mindfuck. Mindfuck might be an aggressive term for it, but it's this concept of heaven. Because for me, heaven means that we abdicate all responsibility for what we what we experience here and now. I believe heaven is now. It's here. It's how we, it's like I said, if the ultimate truth for me is peace gives you contentment, 
and heaven is peace and heaven is contentment, then aren't we responsible for making that choice now? That's why I chose to settle because I want peace and I get to experience love with someone who I'd otherwise be fighting with for the next 10 years of my life, if not longer, and generationally, my children and their children maybe. So isn't it can't heaven be had here? Isn't that our choice? Cassidy, earlier in this little teaser non-episode we're putting out instead of a real episode for Labor Day, (laughs) you mentioned that at one point in your life, you were very into church. I also have been through a phase where the Bible really interested me. So both of us have gone through a little bit of a JC phase at different points in our life, yeah? Oh, yeah. DC talk the whole nine yards. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but I, the reason we're, I'm doing this show, at least, is because of a lot of the preconceived notions I have about Christianity, partially that I learned around Christians. And I kind of judged the entire religion because of the people who needed it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I do have a lot of church hurt in my past. Um, and I did judge a lot of Christianity based on the Christians that I might have had not so great experiences with. And for both of us who are very interested in social justice and gender equality, etc. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, the church doesn't feel like, in general... Christianity doesn't feel like it embraces the same values that I have. Sure. So you also mentioned the trans woman, Michelle, that I got to speak to, who is sober and uh, has some church hurt as well. I wanted to share a little clip of that before we go. I think there are probably some listeners who completely relate. What I learned from watching some branches of Christianity, like the Pentecostals, for instance, was repellent to me. It seemed to have nothing to do with the concepts that I was learning about how the universe operates. You know, that from my, I don't want to speak ill of, of them as individuals, as people. I don't want to imply that they are deluded or anything like that. They have a faith that works for them. But my perspective of it was something that seemed more akin to casting magic spells. And I don't mean to denigrate anybody who believes in Wicca or something like that either. It just didn't work for me. It seemed to have no connection to what I was learning in Scientific American and New Scientist magazine and watching Cosmos. The modern understanding of the universe is that there are four universal forces, electromagnetism, gravity, the weak force, the strong force. That's it. There's no room for anything else. Yeah, if, if we've got some kind of uh, interloping force that's pushing things out of the way to make things happen, it changes everything around it, and then everything around it has to be adjusted, and everything around that, and it, and it just it bubbles out through the entire universe, and suddenly these universal laws are no longer universal. It just didn't make sense. It still doesn't to me. That, you know, there's, it's not that my belief doesn't have room for a power greater than myself. It certainly does. I believe that the entire universe is a power greater than myself. It doesn't have room for that power to have agency. It doesn't have room for it to be able to willfully 
decisively pick and choose who gets what. Yeah, there's no room for a personal God in that point of view. And it's, I guess I don't, I have no problem with anybody who does have that kind of belief. I, I, I don't pick arguments with them. I, I'm, I'm not willing to, because their experience is their experience. It's their, their lived experience. I can't, there's no, there's no point to arguing with it. That just doesn't work for me. Well, Cass, I agree with Michelle. There's really no point in arguing. No, there's really not. I think there's room enough for all of us and all of our ideas. And I love that we're unboxing them together and finding the overlap. So I hope that you've enjoyed this unepisode and that you will come back next week to hear all that Cass and I have been working on for episode 11 on sex, gender, sexuality, faith, God, religion, church, temple, all of that and more. <laughs> The whole podcast is just going to be your laugh. I know. (laughs) I laugh so much. You make me feel funny. (laughs) Okay, Cass. I think we can call this a uh, non-episode Labor Day special now. Shall we wrap this puppy up? Do it. We got to get back to work. I think your line is, yeah, there's no time like the present. Damn it. That you wrote in your script. I wrote this too. (laughs) Yep, there's no time like the present. Speaking of the present moment, I want to leave you with something that Allison said to Cassidy the other day in their interview. Until next week and an actual full episode of this show, Unboxing God, here's Allison. You know, the only thing that we can really be sure of is right now each moment is an opportunity for growth uh, that kind of thing life is the perfect adventure a game that cannot be won or lost only played mm-hmm. and uh, at any moment you have the option of deciding how you're going to look at it and how you're going to feel about it mm. truth bombs i love it <laughs>